Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, featuring Rob Bro. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, good morning, West Texans. All you good fine friendly folks out there who wish you were. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. We will turn morning into afternoon with you wonderful people. We'll take you to 1 o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios as you listen in on ESPN 960 in San Angelo and in Lubbock. Talk 103.9 FM News, Money, Sports. It is going to be a very busy Friday. In fact, you could already be texting in 806-855-3712 because, you know, every Friday, every Friday, we find out the most Texan thing you've done this week. And, of course, yesterday was Texas Independence Day. So just by virtue of being a Texan, just by virtue of waking up yesterday, you did something incredibly Texan. So we'll get your thoughts on that as we do every week. We had so much fun last week with this. I'm going to throw it out there again. This may become a Friday staple. Uh, and it's pretty simple. What tops your weekend plans list? What's on that to-do list? What is? Uh, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Tell us uh what you're going to do. Maybe it'll inspire some others to do uh, do things of greatness over the next couple of days. So you could get in on that now. 806-855-3712. Uh, that right there would be a show, but we've got so many other things. Texas Tech baseball is in action, uh, if not right now. Very close to first pitch down in Houston at Minute Maid. Uh, they will be the visiting team today against the Rice Owls. So that one will get underway in just a little bit. Uh, Girton is your starter today for the Red Raiders. Uh, and um, we're, yeah, we're now underway. So there you go. Uh, the game has just started. And a lot of people are like, okay, how can I watch this? I believe you can watch for free at Astros.com. Go to the Houston Astros website. I think there's a link there that will allow you to watch these games for free. So check it out. Uh, three games this weekend, and our man uh, Rob Bro will be joining us from Minute Maid later on this hour and next hour for updates on the game and just everything else that's happening. Now, of course, it's the season finale, regular season finale, I should say, not the season finale. We need to be grammatically correct at all times. Uh, the season finale for the Red Raiders, uh, men's basketball tomorrow, Oklahoma State. One last time for the regular season, you can give us score predictions. What do you think happens? Will Texas Tech uh, be able to... Gin up some uh, some emotion. Will they be able to uh, get after it after uh, back-to-back losses and close out the season in style? I'm, I'm intrigued to see what the atmosphere is going to be look like. Is going to look like there uh, at United Supermarkets Arena on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll we have a big crowd trying to will them on to that uh, elusive six win uh, in Big Twelve play. So. I'll give you uh, my score prediction here in just a little bit. Uh, beyond that, we have some, if not breaking news, it's really ratcheting up in the last 24 hours on the uh, demise of the Pac-12, the possibility of at least four teams coming to the Big 12. Uh, the Athletic and Max Olson with a little bit of an aggregate piece last night that kind of, if you if you listen to this program, it was just bringing people up to speed with what we've been telling you. This morning, moments ago, CBS Sports is reporting that the Big 12 has, in fact, contacted 
contacted the Four Corners schools one more time to say, you know that media deal that's not happening for you from George Klyakov? You could be a Big 12 member by the end of the month. Uh, we'll get into that, and it's going to make for some interesting discussion, no doubt, today. 806-855-3712. If you're listening on the apps, we thank you. We appreciate you for being out there. Uh, if you don't have the app, go to kkm.com, download it, turn on notifications, because you never know what you need to be notified about. That's why it's a notification. If you already knew, there would be no need ever for anything to be called a notification. It'd be an I already knew that button. And who would who would click on the I already knew that button? Makes no logical sense whatsoever, but you do need to turn on the notification button. You can follow the station on Twitter uh, because you can't really follow it around, you know, the grocery store. At Talk1039. Me, I'm just Ryan Hyatt. At Ryan Hyatt Media on Twitter. Show never ends. We come back in the evening with the daily broadcast. We'll have Diamond Talk for you later on this evening, this afternoon. Recap uh, this Texas Tech baseball game. Check out our website, theraiderland.com. Uh, you can uh, join our Facebook page as well, Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland. Uh, he is Rob Bro, except he's not really here right now. At Rob Bro Show on Twitter, one third of the gambling gauchos. Normally, you hear him from one to two on the Rob Bro Show. Uh, he will not be appearing today. Suspended for the events during the show yesterday. I don't think we need to go over that again. Um, and again, I, I we'll just leave it at that. But if you were listening yesterday, you understand why there's no show today. Uh, we do have our man Connor hanging out with us, and we thank you for jumping in. It's always fun. To have you be back, back over on this side, you know, we get you away from uh, the degenerates on KFYO. Get you get you away from some of that. It's like visiting my other divorced parent or something. <laughs> <like that. laughs> Every few weeks, you get to come over and hang out. Yeah, that's right. We let you eat anything you want. You don't got to pick up your room. We're just happy to have you here. Uh, since we last saw you, though, well, not since we last saw you, but since the last time you were here with us on the show, you have shortened your hair up. Considerably. No, this, this is, is bad radio the, talk. The shortest my hair has been since I was like ten years old. Probably. I mean, and now people just see it now and go, "Oh, he wears his hair short," but it's grown out considerably over the last week. Yeah, even. It's a, yeah, it's already grown quite a bit. Are you going to keep really it short? Passed. It's not like you were a crazy, you know, wild-haired hippie like our friend Luke. Uh, I ha- I've had it pretty, pretty, especially in high school. I yeah. had it. I had it quite, quite long. Not quite to Luke level, but uh, but fairly long. Yeah. What What was the impetus to go? I'm, I'm cutting it off. Uh, why cut? Well, a few reasons. One uh, was this disgusting, dirty wind that's been going on. I'm I sick of having it blow you. dirt and hair in my eyes. And then also, uh, my friend uh, went in for for brain surgery the other day, and we had talked about if he had to get his head uh, shaved for that, that I'd go short hair as well. So good man. Both very good reasons. And I thought it'd be funny to see people's reactions that I suddenly have short hair, which it was. It, um, and again, this is bad radio because a lot of people, most people listening have no idea who your dad is. But anyways, it you really, all of a sudden, you look like your dad. I've, I've had a lot of people, I, I saw somebody last night that I, I, that my dad knows, and I went up to him, he was, he was playing guitar at HEB. Right. And I went up and I said, did you go to high school with my dad? And he says, oh my gosh, you look just like him. <laughs> That's cool. All right, well, thanks again for being over here today. We appreciate it. Uh, so let's get the conversation going on the text line. Uh, you guys jump in, 806 855 So many different things to do. Here is the official question of the day. We got to have one, otherwise it wouldn't be a day without a question. Give me your favorite and least favorite sports cliches, because we are about to be inundated with them over the next month of March Madness. That anytime we get March Madness, anytime we get the NCAA tournament, you know, y'all, the, the cliches start coming out. So you can give us today your uh, your favorite. I, I do have some sports cliches that I really like, and uh, you know, I like using it and. 
throwing it around. I mean, it's a cliche for a reason. But then the ones that either just grind your gears, which I believe that is technically a cliche, the ones you hate, the ones that are just too overused. So we'll have some fun today in addition to everything else we're doing with your favorite and or least favorite sports cliches. 806-855-3712. And for the record, my uh, my probably my favorite sports cliche uh, is uh, quite simply, looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. And I like it even more now because apparently it offends some people and I'm not supposed to use that cliche anymore, which makes me want to use the cliche even more. I'm not sure who we're offending here, whether we're offending Tarzan or whether we are offending Jane, uh, but uh, that is probably one of my all-time favorites uh, when we go to it. And then there are so many least favorite ones. Uh, th- that's the other thing. You've got the tournament coming up, so you'll have, you know, he's a diaper dandy and all, you know stuff like that. Then the NFL draft gives you uh, a million cliches. The NFL draft, as we go through the combine and we lead up to the draft next month, you know, He's the first one in the building. He's the last one out. He is a he's a student of the game. He's got high football IQ. He's got a great motor. I mean, can we not just say, uh, he's a good football player? And when they say first in, last out, I almost never believe that to be true. So there you go. That's the lay of the land today. Give us your Tech Oklahoma State score predictions. I've got it 68 68- 65 Red Raiders. Why not one more close game this year? Because that's what Texas Tech, for the most part, has done. I have a hard time believing that this Texas Tech team can't get six wins in Big 12 play this year. I just I look at that record and I see the five Big 12 wins and I, and I just, it doesn't compute. I'm just, I'm not going to, I just refuse to accept that right now. That they've got one more chance against an incredibly average Oklahoma State team to do this. I'll go with Tech 68 65 for my score prediction there. All right, 806 855 3712. To the text line we go. Hyatt, first time listener, longtime texter. For the weekend, I'm going to pick up my custom cowboy hat from 5D Custom Hats in Abilene. Uh, Damon Albus is an Aggie, but he's made hats for every Red Raider I know. He's also made several hats for Boots O'Neill of the Four Sixes. Now, that's pretty dang Texan. Indeed, I agree with you right there, Randy, uh, as he checks in from beautiful Gunboro City, where they are turning nuclear waste into the energy of tomorrow. That's a pretty good, uh, that's a pretty good goal for the weekend. I need a new, I need a new felt hat. I haven't had a, a felt in quite some time that was uh, worth a darn. Not that I wear cowboy hats all that much, and not that I'm opposed. I would, if, I would if I could. But you know that there are some people, and I just had to accept this. I don't look good in a cowboy hat. I just don't. There's something about my big noggin, and just you know, I I, I look like Charlie Brown on steroids sometimes with my forehead and my my lovely rosy cheeks, that I had to acquiesce to the idea that the cowboy hat, while I love them, is just not the uh, head ornament for me. It's not a it's not a good look on any level. We're keeping up with Texas Tech baseball as we go through the early portions of the show. Uh, we have made it to the uh, top of the second. Uh, no runs put across so far in this one. I look at the, the uh, pitching today for... Uh, the Red Raiders, Gurton works a scoreless first inning with a couple of strikeouts facing only three. Uh, Smith is pitching for the Rice Owls and uh, through uh, one inning 
14 pitches for him, one strikeout. So both of them uh, working clean frames in the first inning down there at Minute Maid Park in a long-standing, um, I, I guess you could say rivalry. I have no problem saying rivalry uh, with the Rice Owls, a long, long-running series, obviously dating back uh, to even pre-Southwest Conference with Texas Tech playing them. And then during the uh, Southwest Conference days, the Rice Owls, became a thorn in everybody's side in the uh, mid to late uh, 90s, uh, and they did claim the final ever, the last ever Southwest Conference uh, event, winning the uh, tournament at Danlaw Field there in 1996. Then uh, you would see them a couple of week, a couple of uh, years in the NCAA tournament over the years, uh, and then uh, just some really meaningful games against them. But you still owe them for uh, some NCAA tournament losses that don't sit too well with me, even though after all these years since 1999. Text around the uh, text line, 806-855-3712. Um, great weekend ahead. Going to brews, use, and barbecues festival in downtown San Angelo. Then watching the number three in the nation, Angelo State baseball team. Uh, and the cliche that not digging, done with there is no I in team, as we will get from you, your uh, least favorite and or favorite, could be either way, least favorite and or favorite sports cliches. All right, let's get it going on the uh, text line. You can tell us what uh, tops your weekend plans. Uh, we've got most Texan and thing. We've got Tech Baseball in action, and we want your Tech Oklahoma State score predictions, 68-65. I've got it for Texas Tech. Anything else that's on your mind, we want to hear from you. 806-855-3712. Quick break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Eleven twenty-one. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro, who is in Houston at Minute Maid Park, watching the Red Raiders and the Rice Owls as we speak. He'll join us here a little bit past the bottom of the hour. It is obviously Friday as we hang out with you till one o'clock in the Arctic Air Studios on ESPN nine sixty San Angelo and in Lubbock Talk one hundred three point nine FM News Money Sports. You can get in on that text line like many do eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. Got to make sure you use the eight zero six. There it goes to the uh, angry man in Florida. He will not work with you. Favorite sports cliches, the question of the day. Least favorite sports cliches. We are entering a time of cliche, my friends. It is going to be March Madness. I don't even know if that's a cliche now. And then, of course, with the NFL draft upcoming. I think those two things give us so, so many cliches to work with. So um, you can empty it out today on that. Most Texan thing. And then we did this Friday last week, and I liked it. It was fun. Tell us about your weekend plans. What's, what's your, like, your... Top of the list goal that you want to accomplish. I would be happy if if I could just dust my house. And then two hours later, it looks like we dusted the house. That would be beautiful. That would be just maybe even three hours, you know? even Maybe even it just looked like that for one hour. Unbelievable this last week. Man, uh, throwback days on the uh, days of dirt. Uh, so you get in on that, and then we want your Tech Oklahoma State score predictions. What do you what do you think the Red Raiders do here? Will they will they show up? They've shown up for the most part. They've been beaten a lot, but for the most part, you can't say they hadn't shown up. They showed up in Lawrence earlier this week. 
I've got them winning, 68-65. I think they'll go out. I think they'll get the win, 806-855-3712. It is top of the second, two down uh, for the Red Raiders. They're batting. Uh, you have got a uh, couple, uh, one on base, and it looks like Cash strikes out and Hudson White grounds out, and that's going to end the inning. So you're going bottom of the second, scoreless, Rice and Texas Tech. Hanging out down there uh, in Houston. Uh, texter on the text line, 806-855-3712. March Madness turning cliches, punch their ticket or they're going dancing. I uh, I hate the term the big dance. I refuse to use it. I And, I, and this goes back a long time ago. Back when I, I used to be in charge of people, you know, and was kind of could tell people how to do sports cast and different things. I'm like, if you use the term big dance instead of NCAA basketball tournament, I will fire you. We'll find somebody who looks exactly like you and pay them $2 less. And nothing much has changed around here. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, James uh, checking in. And thanks uh, for texting in, James. We appreciate it. Uh, Texter, are you just doing a bit or is Rob Bro suspended? I really feel like I shouldn't have mentioned that, Connor, on air. And it seems like that was a bad decision on my part. When he gets back, um, I think this. I mean, I think his. I think he's allowed. I think he is doing a show next week, like Tuesday. Um, I would just advise the texter to ask him. I have no comment on that at, at this point. Uh, texter, uh, sorry I'm late, fellas. I had to fuel and shower. Headed to Kentucky from Virginia. I'm going to assume that that is our resident trucker in Raiderland, Doughboy, checking in today. Shout out Guns Up Trucking, a man who uh, loves a good cliche, probably here and there. All right, let's uh, go to the CBS Sports story that they posted this just uh, about a half hour before we went on the air. And I I thought today that as the Pac-12 Burns soap opera was going to revolve around the athletic story, Max Olson, which, by the way, contains fraudulent TV data, uh, that is not at all uh, apples to apples in trying to make the Pac-12 look uh, more viable than it is and trying to make them look like they have more viewers than the Big 12. It's just absolutely not true. Uh, and They don't show their data. They just make a claim, uh, well, we have the data. We've gone over it with you numerous times. It's just not factual. I don't know where they're coming from with that. But CBS reporting, Big 12 contacts Arizona schools, Colorado, Utah, as Pac-12 media rights future remains uncertain per report. The Big 12 has renewed contact, they write, with four Pac-12 schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, as television contract negotiations for the Pac-12 continue to flounder, according to to uh, The Athletic on that report, March will be a pivotal moment for the Pac-12 to either deliver a new contract or risk losing key members. Big 12 uh, Commissioner Brett Yormark making no secret that he is interested in westward expansion and moving into the four time zone has created conflict between Yormark and Klyavkov. The conflict came to a head at Pac-12 Media Days in L.A. when Klyavkov railed against Yormark in the Big 12 of the Pac-12 Signature Media event. You guys may remember the quote, I've been spending four weeks trying to defend against grenades that have been lobbed in from every corner of the Big 12 trying to destabilize our remaining conference, Klyakov said at the time. I understand why they're doing it. When you look at the relative media value between the two conferences, I get it. I get why they're scared, why they're trying to destabilize us. Uh, Okay, so nobody's scared in the Big 12. And going back and forth between these stories, putting it into perspective, uh, the Athletic was told by several sources that you could have, by the end of March, 
movement on some of the Pac-12 schools. Now, I don't know about that because they just seem incapable of quick movement in any form or fashion. That they they can't they can't move even moderately quickly trying to get a new media rights deal. I have a hard time believing that all of a sudden in Tucson they're going to wake up and say, "Yeah, we're going to accept an offer from the Big 12 and if anybody wants to come with us, with us they can." There is still uh and I think this is correctly reported there's still a lot of hesitancy to make a move within the president's and the CEO's offices because they have Pac-12 mentality. That they have the Pac-12 mentality that goes back to, yeah, we're in the same league with Stanford and Cal, these great academic institutions. We're, we're tied together academically. And that we culturally must fit. Dude, you guys don't have to come hang out at our house. We're just playing football here. We don't have to even like each other. In fact, it might be more fun if we didn't like each other. That's what they call a rivalry. But there are many voices now saying that it sure looks like, at this time, uh, that Klyakov, he he can't even get anything to put in front of him. That there is no media deal for them to reject at this point that is anywhere close to Big 12 money. So you're getting these multiple reports now. Is it going to happen this month? I'd be surprised if it did. But something's happening, right? Bottom of the hour is happening. We'll bring in Rob Bro from Minute Maid Park down in Houston. Check in on a Texas Tech and Rice. Game one of the Shriners Classic. As they uh, work right now, bottom of the second, two down for Girton, scoreless game. All right, quick bottom of the hour break. Text in 806-855-3712. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Point nine. Eleven thirty-five. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro taking you till one o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios. You got us in San Angelo on ESPN nine sixty and Lubbock Talk one hundred three point nine FM News Money Sports. You guys chiming in on the text line as well eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. A lot of things going on. We're keeping up with Texas Tech baseball in action down there in Houston. Minute made uh, Shriners classic against the Rice Owls. They are scoreless top of the third. With two down and uh, leadoff man uh, uh, Nolan Hester at the plate for the Red Raiders. Uh, so Preston Parker, yeah, Parker Smith, Parker Smith uh, dealing so far pretty effectively for the Rice House. So if you want to talk to baseball, would love to do it. 806-855-3712. Need your uh, Texas Tech and Oklahoma State score predictions today. Yes, basketball. It's March Madness time, you know. The big dance. 68-65 is what I've got it. Uh, and then uh, finally, uh, favorite sports cliches. What do you love? What do you hate? Give us your uh, favorite cliches, your least favorite cliches. This is that time of year, you know, when you get to hear a one seed. It used to be somebody like Shashevsky or whoever go, oh, we have the utmost respect for the, uh, what's the name of their mascot? The Catamounts or something. Yeah, we have the ultimate respect for them. We've respected that program for a long time, and we're hoping we can just go out there and play a good game and uh, 
Nobody respects them more than we do. That was a Chris Beard specialty on the uh, cliche front. So you can give us uh, your least favorite uh, or uh, favorite sports cliches all time. 806-855-3712. And then every Friday, most Texan thing you've done this week. Also, you can tell us about your weekend plans. Because we did that last week, and everybody seemed to like it. So what's uh, top of your uh, top of your weekend plans list? Hoping to visit with uh, Rob Bro uh, as we go through the uh, hour and uh, get a live update from him from Minute Maid Park. We were going over uh, the stories that are coming out over the last 24 hours right now regarding the demise of the Pac-12. I'm not sure at what point we call it the Big 12 expansion story or the demise of the Pac-12. I agree with Jason Shear. He is a must-follow for you. Uh, he covers Arizona 24-7 sports. Follow him. He has a must-follow. Uh, he just had a, a bit of a tweet storm a moment ago, and uh, I agree with his line of thinking that I don't think there's any movement like literal school president stands up and says we're going to the Big 12 during the month of March. You'll have the Pac-12 conference tournament next week. You will have, obviously, NCAA tournament after that. The schools are going to be busy. Schools will be busy that I think the earliest time frame is probably April. And you've you've got a school in Arizona that is right in the thick of this thing as being discussed as one of the schools getting contacted, that they've got a chance to play deep in March. I don't think they're going to disrupt that publicly uh, during the month of March. So I disagree with uh, anyone who says it could happen during March. I think it's afterwards. All right, do we got him? We got him. Let's uh, swing down to Minute Maid Park down in Houston. Beautiful Minute Maid Park. Uh, where the Rice Owls and the Red Raiders are scoreless, top of the third. He is Rob Bro, host of the Rob Bro Show, and one third of the Gambling Gauchos. You made it. I made it. When you got inside the park, this is uh, Rob's first time inside Minute Maid. When you got in, were you going? Okay, yeah, that drive was a pain in the butt, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's real nice in here. I uh, trying to get outside the PA here, but uh, yeah, the rain down was not good. But once I got here, uh, got some nice parking, walked in. It's real nice up at the uh, club level. No no bragging, but up in the club level. Right. The press pass. So, yeah, it's nice in here. It's one of my favorite views from a press box at a major league stadium because it's a little lower than some. And it just, I don't know, you just I just feel like I'm a little closer to the action there at Minute Maid than, than I did at the ballpark in Arlington. I haven't worked a game at Globe Life, but... In some other pro stadiums, you, you feel like you're just so up high that it just you feel disconnected. Yeah, the Globe Life one is certainly upper deck and down the third base line, so it's a little more difficult to be be in the game. Now that you've been in both uh, stadiums, New Globe Life and this one, and there are a lot of people saying, "Yeah, it looks like they're ripping off Minute Maid." How different are the two? I've not gone all the way around the press. Uh, I've just been up to the press area. I've not walked the concourse. So maybe at 1230, I'll give you a better answer there. But certainly square, yeah. both of them. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> a, little, a little varnish, but the roof is open today. And they are very similar. I will say that. But but uniquely different. Uniquely different. He's Rob Rose yeah. hanging out with us for a while. Uh, meanwhile, the game, top of the third Nobody out, and uh, Girton, uh getting the start for the Red Raiders so far today, has pitched about as effectively as you could ask a, an individual to pitch. Yeah, he's got, what, four strikeouts, and the other two outs are 
ground outs to first base. Yeah. I mean, from, from guys are getting bored out there. Yeah, from what I can tell, uh, he is uh, certainly pounding the strike zone. Of course, Smith for Rice is is trying to match him uh, so far, and we we talked a little bit about it yesterday. This is a pretty big jump in classification for Texas Tech after the first couple of weekends, and and rightfully so. That's what you want to have. Yeah, and the first hard hit ball that Rice has had just went to third base. Slick fielding there from Bazell, but the, the the opening games, the opening innings here, uh, Texas Tech has just been had some atom balls to center field. They're seeing it. I think it'll go through. But uh, Gurton is dominating. He he is really on today. He he feels good, looks good, and I, I think uh, I think Texas Tech will break through here. Pretty you, soon in a couple innings. You mentioned the roof is open. I saw some of the pregame pictures and everything. So it looked like bright sunlight down there. What are the temps? Are, are the Red Raiders getting playing some really uh, nice weather for this one? Yeah, game time, 64 degrees is what they said. And the guy made a joke in the press box, uh, outdoor temp 64, indoor temp 64. So. <laughs> All right, well, we'll keep an eye on this one as we go through. Um I, I hesitate to call it absolutely breaking news, Rob, but as the Pac-12 burns, uh, we saw last night a story from The Ad- Athletic and Max Olson, uh, by the way, put out some false data on TV numbers, but the big thing to come out of it was, hey, uh, we're hearing that uh, this the teams could leave the Pac-12 as early as the end of the month of March. CBS Sports has come in, and they have kind of dovetailed on that today. But the the salient point is it sure looks like the Big 12 has gotten more aggressive and has absolutely contacted the four-corner schools most recently about this mythical offer that is never going to be presented by George Klyavkov. Yeah, and another P, uh, line in that that I thought was really interesting that didn't really get picked up wide was Olsen saying that your mark absolutely wants to split football and baseball revenue. Yep. And go to market both ways. He, yeah, he, I think that is huge. Yeah, he used the term unbundle, unbundling yeah. basketball from football, and all of this is 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 coming together um, and making not making sense. But it's been reflected in the comments that we heard on the Kenzano and Wilner podcast that he he talked more about you know getting more out of basketball revenue, and then this fascination that Yormark has with uh, Gonzaga. And I think it's legit. I, I mean, I don't like it, but I, I truly do think that your mark wants to bring Zag in to do exactly what we're hearing, which is, hey, we're going to take basketball to market in its own deal in a couple of years. Which, well, that is the only way that Gonzaga makes sense in the Big 12. Agreed. They're separate. Yeah. And then you get the added value of Arizona. Right. And if and this is where is that something that you could hold out maybe even to Oregon right now is Oregon fancies themselves a basketball school and they've had some good teams over the last few seasons, obviously. I wonder if that is something that would entice an Oregon that hey it's not just football but we're going to give you a whole new platform a whole nother platform with your basketball program. Well, let's look further into the future. What about Miami and North Carolina? Right. I mean, I wouldn't want Duke in the Big 12, but maybe you can end up with a Miami or something like that in the future. I I think it is really, really interesting, and 
The Big Ten and SEC don't need to do it. I don't know that the SEC could because their football brand is so strong. Right. But it makes sense to do a football bundle and a basketball-baseball bundle. Well, and right? yeah, and, and it is Brett Yormark leading us closer to the idea that we've talked about for the last couple of years of, of getting to this point where you play football against one group of teams, you play basketball against another group of teams. Yeah. That that maybe Clemson football doesn't come. You know, maybe maybe North Carolina football doesn't come to the Big 12, but North Carolina basketball does. Something like, I mean, it would take some crazy uh, thinking on the part of the university chiefs, I think, to get there. And I don't know that they have that appetite yet. But it sure does look like that that's what you're setting up, a possibility to do exactly that. And why not? Right. I mean, why do we have to play the same people in football and in basketball and baseball? Why do we have to do that? Where is it written? Is it Leviticus? When we talked about the other day, there's already softball conferences that are a little strange and wrestling and, and gymnastics and swimming and diving, so why not the major sports too? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just I look at those two uh, articles, those two uh, pieces that have come out in the last 24 hours, and I think there's a whole lot to it. But again, and I don't know if you heard me talking before uh, we punched you up, Jason Shear uh, with 24-7 Sports out of Tucson covering Arizona. Uh, he was reacting to this just moments ago and said, he firmly believes that it's April at the earliest just because of the nature of the timeline in the NCAA tournament right now that these schools have a chance to be involved in fairly deep into March. Right. And, and I do think that it would be a 24 entrance. I mean, you, you obviously make the announcement before this season, but I think it would be a one-year wait and all the four-corner schools would be in the Big 12 it, or whoever it is. Agreed. And when we say 24, we mean the 24-25 athletic year, right? Right, yeah, the fall okay. of 24. Yeah, that they would limp along through one more uh, one more season there in, uh, in football and basketball in the Pac-12 or whatever it will end up looking like. And, right. it, and again, it sure does seem like Arizona once again, and it, it, it's felt like this from day one, that Arizona's the key. Yeah, if I, they fall, it all falls. And again, I don't know that I that I want four, five, six. And you're really in a good position to say we want two of you, right? We want four of you, and we want you in these sports. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that I left the press box, and now there are two runners on after a walk. And uh, I don't know if they called it an error, but. A slick play from Bazell that kicked off the heel of a glove at the second baseman. Yeah, so. they're, they're calling it a, a an E five. It looks like. Okay, it was a low throw, but yeah. it would have been a great play. So it changes the nature of the inning uh, a little bit now. Bottom of the third with one out and Rice with a couple of runners on at this point. I will I will graciously allow you to enjoy the game and hopefully get some good vittles. We'll check back in though in hour number two and uh, see where this thing is. It is a fast mover right now. He said, jinxing the entire proceedings. It will now be a four-hour game. Uh, Tell him in the press box, Ryan Hyatt and Lubbock did that. We'll check back in with you, Rob, in hour number two, all right? All right, we'll try to call you from the stands next time. Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. It's Rob Bro, (laughs) the man who used to have the uh, Rob Bro show from 1 to 2 on uh, right here on Talk 103.9 FM. we got to take a timeout, wrap up hour number one. 
we'll do it strongly with you. Favorite sports cliches. What do you got today? Least favorite sports cliches. March is a month of cliches. Tech baseball in action. Give us your Tech Oklahoma State score predictions. And if you got thoughts on the uh, demise of the Pac-12 fire away, 806-855-3712. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Action update on Talk 1340. Check out VSIN's catalog of original podcasts, daily and weekly programming to keep you in the know when you're on the go. Only at VSIN.com. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Major League Baseball spring training in full swing. Lots of changes with bigger bases and the pitch clock. How teams adjust remains to be seen. Heading into the season, the Astros are the defending World Series champs and the favorite to win it again at plus 650. The Yankees and Mets joined by the Dodgers at plus 800. Atlanta and San Diego, both plus $1,000 bets. The long bets, Oakland plus 100,000. Washington plus 50,000. The Dodgers and Mets, the two favorites to win the National League pennant. LA plus 410. The Mets plus 420. The American League favorites, Houston plus 3 the Yankees plus 350. NL Cy Young, Corbin Burns plus 500. AL, Jacob DeGrom plus 600. Get the latest lines and more at vcin.com. Final segment hour number one of two. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Rowe. And we got Connor hanging out with us today with Rob down there in Houston, a minute made watching the Red Raiders and the Rice Owls and the uh, Shriner Classic. You get it on the text line 806-855-3712. Question of the day. Sport, sports cliches. Give us your least favorite, your favorite ones, the ones you get sick and tired of hearing. Hence the term cliches. Now, some are good. I like some, but most of them you don't like. Most Texan thing, and uh, we did it last Friday. People liked it. We may start doing this every Friday. Uh, what's the top of your uh, weekend plans list? What are you looking forward to accomplishing, getting done, doing this weekend? Uh, we want Tech Oklahoma State score predictions. I've got it 68-65 Red Raiders. Obviously a close game. And then uh, as the Pac-12 burns, if you have thoughts on uh, what's been going on the last 24 hours or so, which is really what's been going on for the last six months. 806-855-3712. Text her favorite sports cliche. There's always next year, except when there isn't. Also, the texture says, uh, weekend plans, my son's three-year-old birthday party. Now, that's cool. That's a good That's a good birthday age for the party. One-year-olds, eh, put your face in the cake. They don't know what's going on. That's all about mom and dad. Two-year-olds, eh, a little bit. Three, now they're getting the deal. They're figuring this thing out. This apparently is about me, and I get things. And did I mention, it's about me. Well, that's the way it should be. Uh, as for there's always next year, yeah, sometimes there isn't. That reminded me when I read that. There's a great basketball book. This would be a good time to read it if you've never read it. It's called Forever's Team, and it's about the Duke basketball team of 1977, really 76, 77, 78, whatever. Jim Foster was the coach. I got to know Coach Foster. He worked in the Southwest Conference for a while as the director of basketball operations after he retired from coaching. Anyways, that Duke team was incredibly young. Freshmen, sophomores, back when back when you didn't win with freshmen and sophomores, they make it to the Final Four, I believe, in St. Louis there at the old Checker Dome. They, they, they fall in the uh, semifinals, I think it was. And everybody's talking about, man, this team, they're going to roll off two or three championships. This is going to be a dynasty. Didn't happen. Never happened. It is a great book. It's called Forever's Team. John Feinstein wrote it. 
if you've never read it, if you enjoy basketball and a little bit of history, uh, I would highly recommend it here uh, during the month of March. Text her on the text line, 806-855-3712. Favorite, I know it's a cliche, but, oh, well done. Least favorite, you got to want it more than they do. Practice makes perfect. No, perfect practice makes perfect. And uh, on the uh, Tech uh, Oklahoma State score, a little higher scoring than I've got it. Uh, they've got it 75-70 Texas Tech. There's confidence in Red Raider Nation today. I feel it. They can They can get that sixth win of the year. They can close out Oklahoma State. 75-70, they say. And then uh, most Texan thing they've done this week, I washed the mud rain off my car three days in a row. I didn't even bother. You know? I didn't even bother with the truck this week. I was like, I no. I mean, it's bad enough when you have to clean your windshield off in the morning because of all the dust and dirt that is settled on the windshield, and you have to run your wipers to get the dust off the windshield so you can see through the glare. Texture on a best sports cliche. You win some, you lose some. Sometimes gets rained out. It's a simple game. You throw the ball, you hit the ball, you catch the ball. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Sometimes it rains. Yeah, it's pretty deep thought right there. What's your name? Rayan? Like Rayan? Like I'm a stan? Somebody will get the movie reference, I'm sure. Texter, uh, the Tech Baseball game is on AT&T Sportsnet Southwest Channel 674 on DirecTV. So for you texters who are listeners who have DirecTV, you can access it that way. Otherwise, it's free on Astros.com, or you can go to their website, and you can watch all of the games. Uh, I've watched that feed in the past. It's really not bad, I mean, for for what you're getting. It's not a bad feed at all. As we uh, see Brennan Gurton get out of the bottom of the third with no damage done after the uh, hit in the uh, wild throw, gets a couple on, he, uh, gets a uh, gets a strikeout and gets through the inning. So uh, back to the top of the fourth there is this game again, again continuing to fly. Both pitchers pitching extremely effective. Uh, Austin Green, no, no relation to Brian Austin Green, we don't think. Although his mom, I wonder if his mom was a big nine hundred two one zero fan there. Anyhow, Green, the only hit of the day for the Red Raiders, and uh, one hit as well on the day. Uh, Gallo, uh, Gallo for Rice, uh, their two-hole hitter, has their single. So beyond that, not, there's very little to tell you about in this game, even though we will check back in with Rob Bro in hour number two. <sighs> Texter. If Tech beats Oklahoma State, then makes the final at the tournament, could get could that get them in, or has that ship sunk? I'll tell you about that ship when we come back here in just a few minutes. By the way, I realized moments ago we did not do an Ask Coach Hyatt segment this week. So in hour number two, if you have questions for Coach Hyatt, fire away. I will answer them as a generic coach, not a... Not doing a bid on tech coaches or anything else. So give me generic coaches for a question. I will generically answer them using my best sports cliche as possible. 806-855-3712. Quick top of the hour break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, a presentation of the Texas Town Square Media Network. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. A lot of you like us. 
More of you don't. But you know what? We don't care. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland. Hour number two, Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Sort of. He's in Houston. Well, congrats to us, though. We've done it again. We turned morning into afternoon with you fine people. Right here in the Arctic Air Studios, taking you to 1 o'clock today on ESPN 960 San Angelo and in Lubbock. Talk 103.9 FM. News, money, sports. It's Friday. You know what to do. You could be texting in. Most texting thing you've done. And also, we started it last week. I kind of liked it. You guys seem to like it. Let's hang out today and find out what, what's topping your uh, weekend plan list. What are you guys uh, trying? What's your goal for the weekend? I've just realized that we've done it again. Last time I was on this show, right. I pointed out that every single time I do this show, it's you asking what's the most Texas thing I've done, and I have just gotten barbecue, <laughs> which I really don't do that often, but I've done it every time. I right wonder if it's like a psychological I I got barbecue. Like a psychological thing that your brain triggers it. Like I'm, I guess we're gonna so. Be it's hanging when I know out. I'm coming on this show. I go get some the night before. That's amazing. The voice of Connor uh, is, uh, you know, Rob would be here, but, um, you know, policies being what they are, um, maybe next week. Uh, so you guys can join us on the text line, 806-855-3712. Uh, we are keeping up with Texas Tech and Rice, still scoreless top of the fourth uh, right now. As uh looks like we're going to the uh, bottom of the fourth after another clean inning uh, being worked by uh, Rice pitching. Uh, Gerton has been fantastic for Texas Tech. Just over 60 pitches today, one hit allowed for him, working out a little bit of a jam. So that game continues to move pretty uh, promptly uh, right now as they are uh, top of the fourth. So we got that. We want your score predictions one last time in the regular season. Hard to believe. Hard to believe it. It's true. Final regular season game. Although maybe it is not hard to believe the slog that has been Big 12 play for Texas Tech. I've got them winning 68-65. It's a close game in Stillwater. You may remember how that one ended with the poor poor rebounding. No blockout. Uh, stick back. You get beat in a close one there. Maybe turn the tables on them just a little bit this go around. Get a get a late uh, and one, winning in a tie game, something. Uh, finish up on a strong note. You just and you just hope that team will take any sort of any sort of momentum to Kansas City. And we'll discuss that why. Uh, that's important. Uh, we have the uh, stories from the, the Athletic and CBS Sports saying that the Big 12 has contacted the Four Corner schools in the Pac-12 and that, hey, just want to know if you guys want to leave. You don't have to. You can go make $20 million a year and have all your games streamed on Hulu or whatever, or you can come here and be on TV and everything and get money and stuff like that. Uh, so... I'm not going to go over the entirety of the column. If you have some thoughts, feel free to text in. 806-855-3712. Finally, uh, ask Coach Hyatt this hour. You can ask me questions that you would ask a generic coach. I will answer them in a generic fashion as best as I can. And again, Rob Rowe, back with us later on this hour. 806-855-3712. So uh, at the close of the previous hour, uh, an astute texter asked the question, if Tech beats Oklahoma State, then makes the final at the tournament, could get could that get them in, or has that ship sunk? Well, the, the ship is pretty much sunk, in my opinion. Now, first off, let's throw out anything you might see regarding Joe Lenardi. 
ESPN trots him out. You want to see how bad he is? He's a clown show. Go to the bracket matrix that lists all of the top bracketologists. And there's like a bajillion of them. And he's nowhere near the top. He's nowhere near the middle for the most part. He's not good at his job. But he has a job because at any given moment, he's got 85 teams in the tournament and 85 teams out of the tournament. And what does that do? It makes people pay attention. So several years ago when I was looking at this, go back about five years ago, man, maybe a little farther back than that even, uh, and I was I was trying to find the best ones out there in bracketology. And I'm here to tell you, it's hoopshd.com, Chad Sherwood, and it's bracketville.wordpress.com, and that's uh, Dave Almond. We featured them on the show. We didn't have them on the show uh, the last few weeks because, well, it just really didn't matter for the most part, and I wasn't going to waste their time. Their time is far too busy. HoopsHD has what's called the nitty-gritty number. It's as close to a, a replicatable RPI that you're going to find. Texas Tech is sitting there at 69 right now. So your problem, your problem one, is your number, that you're not even near the bubble. You're not even close to the bubble. I mean, you got so much work to do to get towards the bubble, and there's just no real time to do it. The other problem is even if you beat Oklahoma State, you're beating a team that right now is squarely a bubble team, depending on who you look at, at 54 in the nitty-gritty, that you don't get much of a bump. Then you go and you play, let's say you end up playing West Virginia on Wednesday night next week. They're at 39. They're in. But again, you're not getting a whole lot of gobble-up raw numbers. And I know you should never do math on radio. It's not, not cool. The path just isn't there. Well, what if you beat Kansas and Texas? Okay, now we're getting back to the idea you've got to win the Big 12 tournament. Right now, Dave Allman in Brackville.wordpress, first four out, let's say let's go with the last four in. That's West Virginia among the last four in. Out of the Big 12, the first four out, they're not in there. It's the next four out. Oklahoma State falls into that realm. So you see where it's it's going to be incredibly difficult to cobble the resume together without winning the Big 12 tournament. You're just not going to get there on a numbers, on a pure number setup, I believe, without winning it. You needed, you just couldn't drop the T, the TCU game was the game you couldn't drop. You could lose to Kansas if you'd beaten TCU, you'd still have a path. We talked about that quite a bit. But you couldn't lose to TCU. It made Kansas almost a must-win game. And it, to me, moderately renders what will transpire tomorrow afternoon kind of moot. If you win it, you still got to go win the Big 12 tournament. If you lose it, you still got to go win the Big 12 tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. Still scoreless in Houston. Two down, bottom of the fourth as Girton continues to pitch strong for the Red Raiders. Just got to get some offense going. All right, so... Uh, we get you on the text line, 806-855-3712. Uh, just tuning in today, question of the day, it's sports cliche time. You can give us your favorite sports cliches, your least favorite sports cliches, the ones that just wear you out. Obviously, most Texan thing you do, we got baseball in progress and uh, getting your Tech Oklahoma State score prediction, 68-65. to Rob Rowe 
will join us later on in the hour from Houston. And then it's also Ask Coach Hyatt this hour, a generic question for a generic coach, that I will give you coach speak. And then if I can, I'll tell you what the coach really wants to say. Texter says, is saying we have three quarterbacks and we plan to use them considered cliche after a certain point. Well done. Absolutely. It is a Joey McGuire-esque cliche that we had to you take it takes a while for you to learn how what coach speak is for an individual coach. We had to learn what Cliff speak was. We now know what Joey speak is. And the whole well, we're gonna play all three quarterbacks. And okay, now we know what that means. Yeah, I'm gonna line one guy up as a wide receiver. I'm gonna do that. It's not that what it is. Uh Texter. Three yards in a cloud of dust. And you miss every shot you don't take. I don't know if those are sports cliches that they love, Connor, or sports cliches that they hate. Probably uh, cliches that they hate. Another prediction for the Red Raiders. Optimism is running rampant and wild right now. I'm confused. Tech 84, Oklahoma State 70. You want to see this team go out on a on a high note, you know, you want to see a banner go out on a high note, play well at home. It's up to them, though. Uh, <laughs> ask Coach Hyatt question. Do you drive yourself to recruiting visits? Do you know who the guardrail damage ahead signs are intended for? Uh, that's a great question. No. No, when you make as much money as I do, you don't drive yourself anywhere. I'll tell you that right now. you got to... We got a guy. I used to know. Uh, I used to know his name. Uh, his name was Lenny, uh, and he drove me around. And then we got a new guy, and I don't. I don't even know the new guy's name. But yeah, when you're making three million dollars a year, here's your pro tip, buddy: don't ever drive yourself anywhere. I like to fly a helicopter though to the recruiting visits. Does pretty well. Uh, texter, don't you miss the late Al McGuire trying to dance with the players during the post game? Says uh, Texter Robert. Yeah. Al McGuire, what was this uh, saying? It's all uh, seashells and balloons when things were really good. He was a benchmark uh, broadcaster from the standpoint that when he started broadcasting in the late 70s, that was really the explosion of the NCAA tournament. It had been moderately popular, but it really was a kind of a second-line sporting event for the most part through the uh, 50s, 60s, and, se- and, and early 70s. Uh, and even during the uh, UCLA run, it was more about John Wooden than it was necessarily explodes in the mid-70s. And obviously the uh, Magic Johnson-Larry Bird 1979 matchup really got it going. But uh, him a part of that, you know, we lost uh, we lost Billy Packer a few weeks ago, another uh, great analyst uh, that uh, going to miss him. So hate to hear that. Uh, texter on sports cliches, if you want to beat your opponent, outscore them. Yeah. Who do you see winning the game? Team that scores the most. I've got a good feeling about that. If we score more points than the opposing team, I feel like we're going to have a really good shot to win. Yeah, we've got our first runs of the game being uh, scored. It looks like Rice and uh, let's see their center fielder, Connor Walsh, no relation, uh, has homered to uh, right field, two RBI shot with a. Uh, walk and a wild pitch before that. So they finally get on the board, do the Owls against Girton uh, down there in Houston. 2 nothing now uh, as uh, we're going top of the fifth, it looks like. So 
gets uh, Girton gets out of the inning with a uh, fly out to right, and then uh, Texas Tech coming to bat. So Texas Tech trailing for the first time today as they are uh, down there in Rice, uh, down there in Houston, pardon me, taking on Rice at the Minute Maid Classic. Do up the timeout. We'll take the break. It'll allow you guys to jam up the text line, 806-855-3712. Most texted thing you've done this week. Give us your top weekend plans. And then favorite and least favorite sports cliches. It is March. There will be cliches. Fire away on Ask Coach Hyatt. Give me some Tech Oklahoma State score predictions. Whatever else is on your mind, jump in. 806-855-3712. It's quick timeout. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Rowe taking until 1 o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios. As you listen in on ESPN 960 in San Angelo and in Lubbock, talk 103.9 FM, News Money Sports. The question of the day, let's talk cliches, shall we? It's March Madness, you know, the big dance. We're going dancing. Put on your dancing shoes, Villanova. Uh, favorite sports cliches, the uh, least favorites, the, the favorite ones. Like I said, one of my favorite ones that I like to use. Uh, he looks like Tarzan, and he plays like Jane. And I like it because it offends some people now, and I'm not sure who's being offended by it, whether it's Tarzan or Jane. Uh, most Texan thing you've done, also give us your uh, top-of-the-list uh, uh, plans for the weekend. What do you got, man? Oklahoma State Tech are playing basketball. I'd like to say it's a critical basketball game, but it's the uh, end of the regular season. And the uh, you know Basically, Tech's in the tournament. They're in the Big 12 tournament, and they have to keep winning or they're out. So it's the postseason. I mean, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. I don't think it will even matter what happens tomorrow. But I do think Texas Tech will win 68-65. Uh, we also have the uh, stories today from the Athletic and CBS Sports on the Big 12 uh, contacting Pac-12 schools. Uh, it's almost like the aliens are landing. We have contact. We've made contact with the Pac-12. Are they like us? Are they friendly? We don't know. We'll have to... Take a few and study them in a lab to see if we can be compatible with the Pac-12. <laughs> so if you've seen those stories and you've got some thoughts, questions, or otherwise, fire away. And it is a, an Ask Coach Hyatt Friday where we allow you to ask uh, questions of Coach Hyatt. Generic coach, uh, generic questions, and he'll respond generically, as any good coach would. 806-855-3712. Uh, top of the fifth, nobody out right now, and it is rice to... Texas Tech, nothing will uh, be joined by Rob Bro coming up here uh, a little bit past the bottom of the hour and get the updates on that. But right now, I'd say uh, two-run homer for the Rice Owls that is the difference in that game. Texter on the text line. Coach Hyatt, would, uh, when you have an assistant coach that does something like what Rob Bro did, would you let him coach an upcoming game? That's a great question. I can't really speak to that because I'm not sure who this Rob Bro guy is that you're talking about. Uh, but I tell you, we hold our uh, assistant coaches to the uh, strictest of standards. Uh, same standard I hold up for myself, I hold up for our assistant coaches. So I can assure you that if they did something that rose to the uh, level that uh, they shouldn't be coaching, we're going to make darn sure that they're not on the sidelines uh, if that is the case. But, uh, yeah, I don't, don't really know, can't really speak to that without any more details uh, on the uh, on the problems with Rob Bro. Texter, uh, what network has the uh, baseball game? 
Uh, you can get it on Direct TV on uh, one of the different channels. I can't remember. It's like AT and T Sports Southwest or something. Let's see if they've got that uh, at the uh, top of the list. You can get it on Astros.com. And uh, the Direct TV channel. Uh, not seeing the channel on there. I'm guessing it's probably in the 600s or so. That if you were going to get that, that that's probably where you'd find that in that channel tier. But it is on Direct TV. On, I think it's on the Direct TV channel that if you watch the Houston Astros play, that that's where you get them on DirecTV, that's where you're getting these games. Otherwise, Astros.com, you can get it on their website. Uh, texter uh, texting in on Ask Coach Hyatt. Coach Hyatt, it's been said you can't teach 7 foot, uh, so can you teach 6 foot 11? <laughs> Oklahoma State 71, Tech 65. Yeah, I've learned over the years, there, and that's a great question, by the way. Thank you. I've learned over the years that there's a lot of things that I just can't coach. I can't coach them taller. I can't coach them faster. Sometimes I can make them a little quicker, and sometimes I can help them take advantage of their sides with some technique and positioning. But there is no substitute for speed, and there is no substitute for size. And that's why that's one of the first boxes we check off is can uh, can our guy run, and is he big? If he ain't big and he can't run, he's probably not going to be one of our guys. I mean, I might be able to turn 6'11 into 7 foot. I mean, it depends on what kind of shoes you let me put the player in. You know, give me a nice thick-soled shoe. You might be able to have a chance to turn something like that around. 806-855-3712. There's a lot of little things out there. It's, it, it seems like every Friday when you sit down to do a show like this, it's it's kind of the end of the week, either news dump in certain places. And the same thing goes on political shows and you know uh, news talk type formats as in sports. That all of a sudden at the end of the week there are all these things coming out. So you've got a report today as they continue to try to uh, speed up college football games. The uh, NCAA Football Rules Committee announcing today that it's approved several rules designed to speed up the game in an attempt to control the flow of the game and provide more consistency for in-game management. Once approved in April by the NCAA Playing Rules Oversight Panel, the rules will be implemented for the 23 season. The biggest change is regarding first downs. Currently, the clock stops on first downs until the ball is spotted by officials. The new rule, new rule will keep the clock running on first downs, except during the final two minutes of the second and fourth quarters. This will emulate the current NFL rule. Yay. As it should be. Yes. In fact, try to emulate as much of what the NFL does rules-wise as humanly possible. Uh, CBS Sports' Dennis Dodd pointed out last month that the model that college football currently uses has been in place since, wait for it, 1968. <laughs> I mean, part of the problem is when you got a chain gang that looks like a bunch of guys that just rolled out of the Golden Corral buffet two hours before. Uh, we're still waiting on them to get the uh, chains and everything set up. Hey, hire some young guys who can move. Uh, let's see. Georgia coach Kirby Smart co-chairs the committee. This rule change is a small step and into to reduce the overall game time. It will give us some time to review the impact of the change, blah, 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 whatever. It'll help. Uh, among the other rule changes, the committee has initially approved uh, no consecutive timeouts. I'm good with that. This mostly impacts field goals. Ice the kicker. Uh, the untimed penalties, and what that is, the untimed down at the end of a first and third quarter and things of that would be uh, 
remanded, not remanded, that's the wrong direction. Uh, it, it just goes over to the next quarter. So you don't have a play that basically takes up a minute of real time uh, occurring with no time on the clock. And then replay adjustments, which I don't see how this uh, changes really anything. So I'm not going to do, uh, do anything. They ha- also have clarified a couple of current rules. Drones will not be allowed over the playing surface or team area when teams are on the field, and teams will not be able to warm up ahead of a second half until the field is cleared. Got to clear the field to make that happen. So uh, good call on the on the first down clock stoppage. Uh, let's go to the next step. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get uh, wireless. You know, in in as many players as possible, so we can get plays in more quickly. And let's do everything the NFL has done to try to keep their games in a tidy three-hour window. We don't need four-hour college football games. We don't need games starting at 7 o'clock Central, ending at nearly 11 o'clock Central. It's bad for your product. It's bad for everything. Speed up the game. Text her on the text line, 806-855-3712. It's Ask Coach Hyatt on a Friday. Uh, Coach Riot. When you're in a, a streak, whether it's a bad or good one, who do you look for for advice? That's a great question. I mean, if if we're on a good streak, why am I looking at anybody for advice? Come to me. Ask me what I'm doing. I mean, I'm going to ask me and when it's going good, what am I doing? Now, if it's going bad, there's I'm not going to ask somebody who's as bad as I am. I'm going to find somebody who's on a hot streak. And maybe go ask them for advice. But why the hell would I want to ask anybody for advice when I've got a streak going? That makes zero sense. Why, why would I? Not that I have a lot of practice with, you know, long winning streaks or anything like that. You know, but yeah, I'm asking me. Love me some me. Bottom of the hour break. Rob Bro will be joining us from Houston, Minute Maid Park, where the Red Raiders and the Rice Owls are in the bottom of the fifth. Two-nothing Rice trying to make that two-run shot stand up. Favorite sports cliches, fire away on that. Give us your tech, Oklahoma State. Score predictions, more Ask Coach Hyatt questions if you so choose to engage. 806-855-3712. It's a quick break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. It's 12.35. you got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro taking you until 1 o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios. You're listening to San Angelo on ESPN 960 and in Lubbock on Talk 103.9 FM. News, money, sports, you could be texting in, 806-855-3712. Favorite and least favorite sports cliches. March Madness always gives us a ton of cliches. Add in the NFL Combine and the NFL Draft. It is the, uh, it's our favorite time of the year for cliches. Most Texan thing, you can also tell us what's uh, top in your weekend plans list. Tech, Oklahoma State, basketball, score predictions. Last time regular season, I've got it 68-65. And we are doing Ask Coach Hyatt. Uh, in the time we have remaining. We go back down to Houston, though, right now. He is the uh, host of the Rob Bro Show, which you usually hear from 1 to 2 
on this uh, radio station. Uh, One-third of the gambling gachos. And down there taking in Tech and Rice, where they are still moving along, but we've had some action, though, for the Rice Owls getting on the board. Yeah, we might have jinxed Texas Tech a little bit in the first hour, so <laughs> I'll say this. Rice is going to run away with this the last couple innings, and uh, it's not even going to be close. How about that? Okay. Okay. Uh, I, you know, you, you've obviously got a chance to watch this in person. I'm, I'm keeping up with it the way we do. Both pitchers look like they have pitched incredibly effectively. I mean, maybe yeah. one bad one bad pitch maybe from Girton is the difference in this game working against uh, Parker Smith. Yeah, I missed Ty a little bit. Josh Sanders uh, looking good in relief. He pitched the last inning. So it has been a classic pitcher's duel, and uh, – what I've been on for 30 seconds, there's two outs in the top of the six. So. Yeah. Well, and we see today he only goes four and a third, and he did end up with a little higher pitch count. It snuck up on me talking about Girton here, but he exits after 91. So it wasn't that he wasn't effective. It's just Tim Tadlock and Matt Gardner trying to keep his pitch count down. But uh, let's see, out of two of the last three starts, he's gone over 80 pitches, hadn't he? Uh, yeah, and I think that's about where they want him, 85 to. 90, I don't think they'll put him above uh, 100, maybe in Big 12 play, but that's kind of Tim Tadlock's magic number for everybody, 90. Yeah, and I mean, if you can do that comfortably, and of course you mentioned it's mid-60s, upper 60s, nice sunny day, that you can you can do that early in the season. I think that's a great sign for Girton. One, that they that he, he did it. Two, that they have confidence to let him do it. I, that That's what I want to see. Yeah, and I know you're, you're playing up, and this is Rice, and you're going to play Michigan and Texas A&M, but this is still early season. You still want to see a bunch of your pitchers. You're going to get five or six pitchers in. Maybe not every day. You probably don't want that every day, but you want guys getting action in a major league park and in this atmosphere with you know dozens of fans in attendance today <laughs> for the eleven o'clock game. But I was, okay. I will say, I yeah, that, I think that A and M game will be packed. But I would say there's what two thousand. I think maybe yeah. generously. So, with you having go, you've gone to the baseball classic there in Arlington a couple of years in a row. Yeah, how does the atmosphere compare to that? I know it's apples to oranges a little bit because of one when it was played and two the teams that were involved. Yeah, so in 2021, that one in Arlington was just juice. It was supposed to be half attendance. There was seats zip tied off. But in the DFW, a bunch of Rangers fans were there because they'd never seen anybody play in that that stadium yet. Um, it was Arkansas and Texas and Ole Miss and uh, Mississippi State and TCU. Everyone was in the top ten. There was probably forty thousand for the the afternoon and night game. The 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 year after, a little less. It was Oklahoma and Kansas State and Arizona, so it was a little less attended, but. I would assume since this is Friday afternoon, the Saturday game will be a little more attended, but it's filling in. Um, there was two elementary school classes below the press box, and so it was not a working area for a second. <laughs> uh, lots of the foul ball is much more exciting than anything that's happened in the game so far for them, and every pop flies a home run, but uh, it was a good time uh, mm. up in the press box, but I'm down behind uh, – home plate with the people now where I prefer. Yeah, and uh, we, we just had a texter ask, you know, about the Rice Owls. Are they any good this year? This is year two for Jose Cruz Jr. as their head coach. They come into this one three and five. Um, you know, it's still early in the season, but I think what you're seeing 
a lot of times you're as good as your starting pitcher. And right. I think it's safe to say that this guy is by far and away the best pitcher Tech has seen so far this year. Yes, and you can be three and five, and one guy can start three times, and you're a completely different team with that starter on the mound. Yeah. Uh, I think if when you get to the bullpen, again, I jinxed him in the first hour, so I'm not going to do too much here, but if when you get to the bullpen, you're, you have two on, two outs now, um, it, it'll be a little more like it's been. We looked up earlier in the 23 innings people have scored on Texas Tech this year so far. You've responded 16 times. Oh, wow. So I guess it's 24 now because you didn't score in the bottom of the last inning but or the top of the last inning. But it, you, you have a really responsive team. And even when you didn't score in the following half inning, you scored in the inning after. And that's against Gonzaga and uh, Western Illinois, not Central Illinois. Or, or, so, or Southern Michigan, Illinois State. Yeah, you're looking for a response here, two outs, mound visits, and if you can get something going here in the middle of the order, uh, you're going to look a lot better. Now, Woodcox played today. Woodcox, the former Rice Owl, former Red Raider, current Red Raider. Um, I'll, I'll be interested to see if Ty Coleman plays DH uh, tomorrow and Sunday. Of course, he played at A&M to start his career. So. Right. That'll be an interesting uh, thing to note in the next couple of days because Coleman was dealing with, uh, I don't know, a, a light tightness, I think they called it, in a, in a lower extremity. So, Well, and it is decision time maybe with uh, Parker Smith for the Owls as that mound visit goes on. He's up to 97 pitches. He's facing Austin Green due to hit him here, and Green got the first hit of the game for the Red Raiders. You've got Bazell now at first after his single, and they got this started with uh, the two-out walk to Gage Harrelson. So... I dare say, a, a critical moment in this baseball game. Yeah, that's freshman, freshman, newcomer. Yeah. Why would it not be? Right. <laughs> so while we have this moment uh, unfolding before us, uh, what are your thoughts on Oklahoma State and Tech tomorrow night, or tomorrow afternoon, I should say, the season finale? I think Tech wins. I have a hard time believing this is going to end up being a five-win Big 12 team, Rob. And it, it was close in Stillwater. You didn't block out there at the end. You got beat. I think Texas Tech wins a close game 68-65. And I also think it has zero impact on your ability to get into the NCAA tournament, one way or the other. Yeah, that's uh, that's the one thing I'm thinking of right now is Texas Tech has to win the Big 12 tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. I don't, I don't think it matters that they win this weekend. Oklahoma State has to win this weekend. Yeah. To, for a chance to not have to win the Big 12 tournament to get in. So in the experience of who needs it more, Oklahoma State certainly needs it more, but they both need it. Is there's a jabber? Nope, never mind. That's an out. <laughs> oh. Sorry. I can't do live play-by-play. I'm sorry. No. Uh, but uh, <laughs> You faked them out. I thought that was in the gap, man. <laughs> I thought that was in the gap. It faded. The wind faded it. Man, it died. Anyways, I think – Oklahoma State probably needs it more, and I think they'll play tougher. I think they just have a tougher roster than you do. Uh, but I do think Texas Tech can win the game. I think you're probably more talented. They just have been together, and for whatever reason, those Mike Boynton teams are tough, if if not undisciplined, but they, they play hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm just counting on the idea that hopefully this team will look at the idea of playing one last time in that arena and in front of 
uh, in front of Raider Riot and in front of the crowds, and that that somehow, you know, kind of spurs them on to say, you know what, we're not the team that's only won five games. Yeah, and I think that means a lot to Kevin O'Banner, who came back a second year to play for Texas Tech. Uh, everybody else, potentially, right, can come back. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I would like to think this roster takes some pride in that, but they've had a lot of opportunities to do that that they've not done. So. Yeah, I mean, we, we were talking the other day about teams, you know, in the, the kind of like we're saying about Oklahoma State. Well, it's a must-win game for them, so you know they're going to show up. Well, why haven't they showed up to this point? This is why it's a must-win right. game. This is why these two teams are in this situation. I do think it helps also, Rob, that they that Tech has had since Tuesday to get over the trip to Kansas. Not that it was horribly bad, but it you know one you had to go, two it was an emotional close loss. You know I would have hated to see a quick turnaround after that game for this weekend. Right? Yeah, I think so, and I I absolutely think Texas Tech can win this game. What's the line? Is there a line yet? I haven't seen the line yet. I was looking uh, in faraway places, and then we still haven't populated yet. I would assume Texas Tech's the favorite. Three, three and a half? I'd look at two and a half. I think they'd hang two and a half maybe on that. Yeah. It seems like that's where they've they've been comfortable with Tech in that one and a half, two and a half range the last two weeks. I'd probably take them plus money, but I wouldn't bet on this game. It's going to be weird. Yeah. It always is. I'll tell you what. I would take the under. Yeah. I think this game will play under, unless it's like 125. Well, that's where I've got it. Uh, I assume, I think this might be under 68-65. Okay. Uh, all right, so going to the uh, bottom of the inning, uh, do we have a pitching change for Texas Tech, or is Sanders still coming out there? Josh Sanders still in. All right. Hey, hey this is moving, man. They're not messing around. It's already a one-two count. <laughs> <laughs> They're they playing, are in and out. We're playing in a major league park, and we're using major league speed em up rules. Yeah, man. Hey, you get four pitches. You know, Let's I, go. did they? I wonder if the teams had to bring their own bases. I, I don't think they had to bring their own bases, but I did see the uh, Rice SID was doing the stats for this game. Oh yeah. So I think the home team SID is doing the stats. Uh, they don't call them SIDs anymore, but you know what I mean. Right, doing the uh, like the official score, the scorekeeper. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> But I guess the Astros guy is down there in uh, Florida. Where, where did the Astros? I don't even know yeah. where the Astros train. Are they in Florida? Yeah, they're in Florida. That's what I thought. I thought they were in Florida. Yeah, it just uh, it just dawned on me you now that college and uh, pro and Major League Baseball use different sized bases. Yeah, that would have been interesting to see if they'd had. Yeah. Well, anyways, we go down the rabbit hole sometimes on this show, and that's yeah. quite all right. Uh, obviously, you will not have your own program uh, today uh, for reasons we have spoken to a little bit on this program uh if you were having a program today what would you uh, be talking about if you were allowed to do that yeah we always get the locks of the weekend on a friday so if y'all want to uh, hit me up on twitter with the locks of the weekends at rob Rose show um would have talked about rice texas tech uh the rice win here that we're gonna predict now that we can anti-jinx a little bit down to zero and then I, I'm really excited for that Texas A&M game on Sunday night. I think that'll yeah. be big, and I think that will be well attended. Need to get B.J. Simmons out there. Yep. Sh- shot him a message earlier, so just we're going to try to do that. Trot him out there and just let him stand in front of the A&M dugout, stare him down, and have those kids wondering, who's that old dude? <laughs> all right, man. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Uh, get some good seafood in your belly while you're down there for me, all right? 
Will do. All right, thanks. That's Rob Bro, host of the Rob Bro Show, which typically comes your way from 1 to 2 Monday through Friday on Talk 103.9. All right, we're going to finish up the day and the week strong. You guys jam up the text line, 806-855-3712. Favorite, least favorite sports cliches, most Texan thing. Tech Oklahoma State score predictions. Uh, we're also doing Ask Coach Hyatt questions for the remainder of the show. 806-855-3712. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Final segment of the day, final segment of the week, Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. We thank him for jumping on a couple of times down there at Minute Maid, taking in Rice in Texas Tech in the Shriners Classic. They are top of the seventh now, 2 nothing. still Rice. Red Raiders uh, coming to bat. So it's going to be Drew Woodcox, uh, your DH hitting in the five-hole, uh, due up next with uh, Gavin Cash and then Hudson White coming up after that. So they uh, they looks like they are putting uh, Parker Smith back out on the mound. Here are the Rice Owls and Jose Cruz Jr. Check it. We do have a change now. It's going to be uh, Lindsey Matthew or Matthew Lindsey. I'm not really sure which one. So finally getting into the bullpen. We'll see if that makes a difference for the Red Raiders. You get your uh, text messages in, 806-855-3712. Get those Tech Oklahoma State score predictions finalized. Sports cliches, ask Coach Hyatt, you name it. Uh, let's see. Texter says, every time I think of the name Coach Hyatt, the riot, I just picture Bobby Knight slinging a chair across the court and screaming. Uh, yeah, I didn't I, – I, I guess it's been maybe 10 years or so, give or take. There's a, a kid's book, anyways. One of the characters in it is Coach Hyatt, like at an elementary school or something, like a PE teacher. And one of the chapters is uh, in the book, Coach Hyatt is a Riot. So my son found that to be uh, very funny, as he would. Uh, texter Coach Hyatt, Texas A&M recently uh, removed a DEI practices on their hiring procedures and will hire on merit only. What are some of the criteria you look for when hiring staff in your locker room? Right, that's a great question. First off, it's criterium. Uh, so you would say the criteria is the collection of criterium. So when you singular out that, you know, we would go in that direction. That's a great question. Uh, first off, uh, they're 100% loyal to me and me alone. Uh, if they got any mixed loyalties or anything weird going on, uh, I'm not going to have it. Second off, uh, they got to give me 10% of their earnings on their contracts because, let's be honest, if I didn't hire them, would they have a job? So those are the first two things right there. Insane loyalty. If I tell you to do it, you do it. Don't ask questions. I don't. I didn't come here today to be questioned, even though it is Ask Coach Hyatt. Uh, then I want 10% of your money. Uh, and after that, really doesn't matter because I'm the head coach and I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. So you really don't have to be even that good of a coach. It's just can you listen? Can you follow directions? Can I do what you tell, tell you to do? And then will you give me 10% of your money? Once we've established that, then we have an ideal candidate to be one of my coaches. Uh, <laughs> texter, worst football cliche. That's not a catch. Look at the replay. Uh, Coach Hyatt, how crazy, <laughs> how crazy is your future wife? And are you upset? Uh, you see, uh, uh, oh, wait. I apologize. Wrong coach. Oh, man. Oh, man. Come on, guys. Chris Beard, Ole Miss, it's his job if he wants it. Right now, Chris Beard just sitting back, and um, we'll see. 
I have been told that if it happens, it happens fairly quickly. That it uh, might happen during the uh, uh, at the at the immediate conclusion of the SEC tournament for the Rebels. Now, uh, Win Cash is the uh, assistant coach who's leading them, so that could be uh, that could be done if it's going to be done by the end of next week. Uh, texter on the text line: uh, Is Rice any good, or is this going to be a bad loss if the score holds? Yeah, they're okay. I mean, there's no way to know how good they're going to be until the end of the year. We'll see what they do this weekend. You know, you get a little bit bit better feel for it. But again, all it takes is one guy just uh, absolutely hammering you and pitching like nails. You see that in the NCAA tournament every year. It, typically, with a four seed, that they've got one guy. And he gives the one seed hell for seven innings, comes out, the one seed ends up winning. Now, I'm not saying, I, I, don't, I didn't do a deep enough dive on the Owls uh, beyond a cursory look at who they played and what they've done uh, to tell you if that's who Parker Smith is going to end up being this year or what they're going to be. A uh, question for uh, Coach Hyatt with a cliche included. Hey, Coach, can you confirm that the opposing team does indeed to put their pants on one leg at a time? We've looked into that's a great question. We've looked into it, and we've told our kids that that's exactly what we expect them to do. Now we are counteracting that by not putting our pants on one leg at a time. We're putting our pants on both legs one time, and we feel like that's going to give us a strategic advantage. So that when their coach tells them, "Hey, they're just like you," they put their pants on one leg at a time. That that is no longer factually correct. That we, in fact, have put our pants on two legs at a time, and we're going to kick some ass. And that's why we that's why we have success. That so we think outside the box. Then we looked at those pants and said, "Why? Why would? Sh- what? Why are we doing wasting time? One leg here. Then we put another leg in, and now we're g- no. You can put two legs in at once. That's a good question. We thank you for asking the question. Eight oh six eight five five three seven one two. Most Texan thing the uh, texter did. Uh, I, I did round up cows after the wind blew down a fence last night. Oh, man. I was really happy that in our neck of the woods, we didn't have stock just wandering around all over the place the last week or so because uh, we, we got a lot of people who put down some uh, wheat, you know, and some cover, and then you've got, uh, uh, you know, herds that have been moved around, a little stalker cattle action that you're trying to feed out, some cows that look like the first thing they do every day when they wake up is try to figure out how they're going to die. And I just knew Sunday that we'd have a lot of fence down, and we ended up not. Uh, Coach Adam struggling with the kid learning how to get big under the basket. How do I fix it? Uh, you got the wrong kid. He'll never be good. Give up. Find a better kid. That's your problem right there. We had a blast today. Connor, thanks for hanging out with us. Big show on Monday. Uh, obviously, no Rob Bro show for the foreseeable future. We'll update that when possible. Follow him on Twitter at Rob Bro Show. Follow me at Ryan Hyatt Media. Thanks for hanging out, Connor. We'll see everybody Monday in Raiderland. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, a presentation of the Texas Town Square Media Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.